the Wayne Ayers Podcast. The Wayne Ayers Podcast. Woohoo! Time to wake your ass up for a blessed day. Welcome to the podcast. How you doing? Thank you. Thank you. Um, you just want to talk about, um, you know, your kind of journey in life and everything. I know you um, went to 3,000 colleges and then now you're like... <laughs> Two. <laughs> no. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just get started with that. Like, what made you even want to get started like in journalism? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I would say I always knew that I wanted to work in entertainment, but I didn't know like what aspect of it. I knew that I didn't really want to be like an actress. I couldn't sing, but I knew I still wanted to, you know, music was always my passion. Um, But I found journalism, I guess, because I was always like a writer. So English, you know, writing classes, communication classes, that was always my strong classes. So journalism fell into that. I minored in journalism in undergrad um, and it was just something I was good at. So the interview aspect of journalism obviously played a huge role. I started out doing local news um, community news stories. And I just really loved telling people's stories and loved writing about it. So it just felt, you know, like something I was good at. <laughs> oh, you went to like one of the like greatest colleges for journalism. I feel like everybody went to USC sometime in their life. That's like a journalist. Um, like how, how was that experience? Like, I know like, like and everybody, I feel like a lot of people I know went to USC for journalism. Yeah, so USC has Annenberg Journalism Program, which is, like you said, one of the best journalism schools. Um, And the reason is because the professors and the resources um, that are available to students once you're there. So my time there, you know, my um, professors were people who had like real life work in the industry. The dean of Annenberg is um, married to Bob Iger, you know, CEO of Disney. So it's like, that's, you know, a media, a huge media company in itself. So for us to have access to certain resources and to have the training from different like professionals um, who knew what they were talking about and can give us real world experiences and like also throwing internships our way, throwing job opportunities our way, like it was all direct connections while like letting us know what it takes to actually be in the field. So yeah, the, the program was very rigorous is very like up there as far as like intensity but um it definitely taught me a lot of what I know now you went to um Lola Marymount before yeah so I went to LMU for undergrad and that's where um, I did like communications in journalism so what do you think like the difference between like Lola Marymount like USC like just even like just classes wise like what like what were some of the differences that you guys did Yeah, uh, well, the main thing, I guess, was that LMU is a much smaller school, um, and it was a lot smaller people in every class. Like, my class sizes were only about 20, 30 people, so it was very hands-on in that sense, but USC, you know, is a massive school, a lot more people. Um, They have a football team, which is something that LMU didn't have, so it had a lot more school spirit. I felt like just very totally different um, experiences, and even though I was only at USC for one year for the grad program, I still felt like a Trojan, you know, I still felt like part of the environment, um, just because there were so many people with 
so many things going on that it felt like a bigger network and a bigger community as opposed to LMU, which was like more um, like one-on-one, I guess, with your professors and even with your classmates, but it wasn't like as big of a sense of community, if that makes sense. So like after college, you like did start doing freelancing. Um, then now you kind of have your like your own business. Like, how does that feel? Yeah, uh, it it's a good feeling. I love it here. <laughs> um, it's probably one of the best things to come out of you know my career journey so far. I feel like I've been working and preparing for this moment my whole life. You know, I didn't really know like what it was going to take to get to this point, but I always knew what I wanted. Like I had a very corporate background, a very, you know, school background, had a bunch of internships, had a, um, you know, professional career right after grad school, but then um, the pandemic hit and that's where everything really changed for me as far as like being a content creator, doing my own interviews, posting content. And like literally once I started doing that, that's when a lot of doors opened for me. So what are like some things that you were surprised about? I feel like everybody that like freelance to like own their own company, like like have some certain like surprises or like just owning a business. Like, damn, I didn't know we had to do this and that from like a freelance um, like perspective. Um, I would say that I'm still learning things every single day. You know, it's something that um, like you go into a business not necessarily knowing like what the next day will look like or what the next month will look like. So for me, I guess some of the challenges are like figuring out um, how to like battle those ups and downs because it's not as glamorous as it seems. You know, you have your moments where um, like you're not doing anything and you're trying to figure out what the next move is going to be. Like the point of a business is to keep growing it and figure out what the next step is going to be. So for me, I guess that's one of the things that I don't necessarily always um, like think about, especially when I first started it. But now that I'm getting into a flow of things, you can kind of learn like what works, what doesn't uh, and where you want your company to go in like five years. You just mentioned like, I, I, I think I've experienced this too, like just being stuck and want to like continue or find a way to get like move forward like what are like some steps that you took personally that helped you like move forward um I think it really goes to like what's what am I trying to say I think it's different for everybody I think like you don't know what the best direction is for your business honestly until you take things day by day like you kind of have to um go off of feedback and like really analyze different parts of your brand and kind of do your research, you know, do your homework on like other companies and what they're doing well and how you can kind of implement that into your own brand strategy. So for me, I honestly do feel like I'm still taking things day by day. I know what works. I know what doesn't. And most importantly, I have a vision. So as long as you're kind of working towards that vision every day, it's more so about like staying consistent um, and seeing those results. So what do you have like for like uh, another like piece of advice for somebody that's like wants to be like in like just journal like entertainment journalism because yeah it's a hard industry to get into you know you and I met when things were at kind of like the very beginning of my career when I met you um, and I was not doing what I'm doing now you know I was very much like in school 
learning how to shoot, learning how to edit. So it does take learning like the baby steps. And it's not just something like you wake up and you're like this on camera personality one day, like you really do have to learn the industry because there's a lot of work that goes into it, you know, and I think that's something that it's very easy to like, look at someone's career and see like how glamorized it may seem, but don't let it fool you. Like I've been working like these internships and these corporate positions, which really take a toll on your mental health. Um, but, you know, especially being a woman and a black woman in like a hip hop and R&B space, there's not too many of us and being independent. So there's a lot that goes into it. But I guess the biggest piece of advice that I would say is to learn the industry, stay consistent because you do have to put in the work, um, but it won't go unnoticed, you know, if you're dedicated to it. Yeah, I remember like you, I actually, one thing you're really good at is networking. I remember, I forgot where it was. I think we all went to this like thing. It was like a party or something. And you were like talking to everybody like, hey, my name is <laughs> da, 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 da. so like, can you explain like the importance of networking? I think you're like really good at that. That's so like, funny that you say that because sometimes I used to think that I'm not good at it. Like I'm kind of, I'm, I feel like I'm awkward sometimes or I don't like going up to people, but that's me. I'm terrible at networking. Like, <laughs> people know me off of my work. They're like, oh, wait, no, no, no. It's okay, because I don't want to have this work conversation. No, I hate <laughs> it. I hate it. And it's that was like in the beginning of everything where I was just so like, so eager and like hungry, I guess, to kind of, you know, put my brand, put my name out there. And I had lost my job because of COVID. So it was like, I was trying to just figure out what was next. And I know in this industry, networking is key. So, you know, I guess, yeah, it's not something that's like fun all the time because it's a lot of energy to be like drink, like going up to people and well, what do you do? Where are you from? Where? Like, it's just a whole spiel. <laughs> no, but, no, yeah. you know? I, I, I totally agree. With you. I hate, I honestly hate networking. I, it's like, I love in the beginning, you have to, but once you kind of like, you know, work your way up and establish yourself, it's like, all right, like, I no, yeah, I'm glad people are starting to know me. Like, yo, wait, I was like, thank God. I kind of want to have <laughs> some weird ass conversation with you. Yeah, like, hey, it gets to name? a point. Da-da. It gets to a point where you're like, okay, I'll know at least one person here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I used to hate that shit so much. But um, it's nerve wracking. No, yeah. Um, just uh, what was I gonna ask you? Oh, but like hip hop. Like, how where did you are you kind of you still want to do like movies? Like, I kind of you used to do like still do movies or films, like do you are you more like pouring to music ways or you want to still do music and film? Um, I mean, yeah, sorry, no. I said music. I said, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think music has always been my passion. Um, film was hard for me when I did try. I used to do like red carpet premieres for TV shows and, and movies and that kind of stuff. And actors, there's so many of them. So they're so hard to like recognize and I'm really bad with faces. So it would just be embarrassing for me, like moments on the carpet when publicists would come and be like, can you interview this person? And I'd like not know who they were. So with music, I felt like because I'm always listening to it, I'm always watching interviews, watching music videos. It's a little bit more second nature for me to kind of, you know, be in the know and have it be part of my daily life than to like, sit down, watch a two hour movie, watch, you know, an actor's history and see like all the things that they've done versus, you know, music is a little bit more like you can kind of hear someone's story and it's, it's just more personal. Um, so yeah, I, I think I've always been into music and that's kind of the direction I still want to go. 
Who's like some of your favorite musicians that you interviewed so far? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> honestly, I would say, I would say I love like ones that actually make an impact. Like, so when I did Lotto, for example, she um, announced her name change with me. And that was really dope because it kind of just showed me the, the power of an interview. And that was like one of the first ones um, to really like go viral when I was working independently. Um, so I would say she was one of my favorites just because, you know. Yo, love that. How does it feel to like have an a, a interview that goes viral? Because like, it's like, it's so dope. But like, how, like, how, does, how is that feeling like? Because like, I just want to like. It's the best. It's the best feeling. It feels like your work pays off, you know, in a sense, um, especially in entertainment. You know, that's the goal. The goal is to make headlines or else why are these artists doing interviews in the first place? You know, so I always try to have a conversation with an artist that like people actually care about and want to know things about, you know, and like what's going to be something that people will retweet or share or post and so that always goes into my head every time I do an interview because you know it's my job <laughs> was there like an artist that you interviewed you're like yo I hope I don't ever interview them again you don't have to mention their name but my fair share of dry interviews for sure where it's like people answer in one word or just low energy the entire time or you know we're doing an interview and they're just like well I can't really talk about that but like, why'd yeah. you show up for this interview? <laughs> but don't have anything else to talk about. So I'm like, yeah, I don't really like those type of interviews. But you know, everyone has their days. Have you get Have you done an interview and like somebody told you like, hey, we can't have this part in it, so you had to cut it out? I hate that shit. I'm like, yo, why? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've had people try to like tell me beforehand, like, oh, we want to see questions or we want, um, we like, want to know. Like, no, you know what this is. You, I know people probably reach out to you for interviews and then they be doing that shit. But you kind of know what our platform is. Like, why are you? Yeah, I, I'm not a messy person, to be honest. I'm not like one of the messy gossip bloggers. I will say that. Or I try not to be. Um, but when it comes to like certain content, I don't know. I also feel like if if something is trending around a certain topic I'm gonna you gotta ask it. it you gotta ask it yeah I'm I mean, as a, as a, it. it's like your job you really gotta ask it and it'd be like yeah like, you know, yeah can't no, be secretive the whole time so I know you like working with like up-and-coming independent artists like how do you go about like picking them for like interviews do you just go by oh I think they're dope or is it like certain other things yeah. Uh, so in the beginning, I don't really do as many independent artists interviews right now. I'm kind of still in like a weird stage of building a new platform to do that um, and finding a team. But in the beginning, I was hosting them on Instagram Live and I would just do it based off of who I thought was dope. Like I would reach out and DM people and be like, oh, like this person, you know, they're doing numbers. They have an audience. I think people would care about them. And it was just kind of a way to see like, you know, whose audience is really going to like engage with them. So absolutely based on talent and also based on, you know, people who are eager, people who, who would message me and want to work and have like material ready to go, ready to promote. So yeah, a little bit of both. So who are some people you'd be listening to right now in music? Um, right now, ooh, that's a good question. I would definitely say... You caught me off guard right now. Cause like, 
listening to music is my job. So sometimes I do take breaks and I can't like listen to music for a couple of days because <laughs> I'm like, it feels like work. Um, but I'm not listening to a specific project. I really love like the rap caviar playlist on Spotify or the Bay playlist on Spotify. Um, just make a mix of hip hop, gonna some of my favorites, Doughboy, Babyface, Ray. Like I really loved his his last project that came out. Um, singles, Buddy and Blast. Like I just I listen to like good music when it comes out and kind of like let myself find it organically. Is it you don't have like a favorite album from this year? My favorite album from this year. I know it's early. It's early. It's early. But who dropped something? I'm trying to think. Gonna I, drop. Weekend dropped. Um, I think. Yeah. Uh, and and I don't know how to pronounce. Choppa Choppa drop. I, I'm not. Too, uh, yeah yeah yeah. Okay. okay. Gunna's project was actually pretty good. Gunna's project was actually really good. Um, I listened to Dirk. I listened to Corday. Like. Oh yeah, song. Corday. I like his project too. Yeah. I yeah. like that song with um her and um Dirk. I think it was Dirk on that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a dope song. Mm-hmm. Uh what do you think about that whole like situation with um Young Boy and Dirk? From like the music. Young Boy and Dirk. Um, I'm not into the beefs, to be honest. Yeah, I feel like some of this shit is not unnecessary. Like, why are they I mean, you, rap beef has been a thing. Like, it's always been something that people do and care about. But personally, I, like, I can't keep up. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel like they're like, like I saw like a little bit of it. I feel like they're escalating way too far. But like, do you get? Do you see like other like when you see other bloggers or like journalists like like kind of like highlighting that? Do you kind of feel some type of way about? Because like, man, if these two people end up dead. Like, no, I don't. I, I mean, I don't think it's, you know, anybody's responsibility or burden to carry if shit happens, you know, um, but I do think that like, it it's a space like people talk about it, like there's a definitely an audience for it. And, you know, people are going to discuss it. So I mean, not like not like discuss it, but you know how people try to like hype it up and like da 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 da. Like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, no, of course, like of course you can discuss it, but like people be in there like trying to instigate it more, or hype it up, or like it's well, like it doesn't I mean, need to be necessary like that. I I think there's a, a time and space for that. You know, people do it. Of course, I'm not I'm not one to really do that because I don't really care that much, but. <laughs> people like to insert th- themselves into things these are public figures at the end of the day so people are always going to have like a- an opinion or something to say about it and whether or not you know they choose to look at it and do something about it that's on them you know I feel you. so who's like somebody you really want to interview like this year like if you could just interview them. Mm-hmm. like just somebody like yo I- i'm trying to interview kanye <laughs> you should have went to the brunch <laughs> <laughs> I was in Mexico. No, you should have. Actually, that brunch wasn't too too bad. Um, the, it was weird. It was definitely weird. Like I was like, why are we all in this triangle and this dark? But did did people but, like talk to him or like what was happening? Yeah, people. Anybody could just walk up to him and talk to him. Wow. No, yeah, Cardi, he was actually really cool. Um, Antonio Brown was there. Yeah, it was actually it was cool. It I had a representative like, on behalf of Remix Mag that was there, so. Yeah, I wanted to go. They didn't talk to Kanye? He was actually really friendly with people. I'm not going to lie. Did you talk to him? I was like in a group of people. 
Mm-hmm. Like we're all just talking to him. Okay. Yeah. That's really cool. But I that feel like he could have anybody could just went up to him like individually talk to him. He probably would. Because like I think Kanye is just one of the people that would talk to anybody. Yeah, yeah. I definitely I remember seeing like his little LA stunts a couple months ago where he was outside and everybody was taking pictures with him. <laughs> no, yeah, I feel like it, I found like if you just get on his radar, he'll probably do like, oh yeah, okay, cool, let's let's do it. Yeah, I want yeah. to. I want to. It's definitely on my list, especially because I feel like he's, you know, he's outside this year. So I feel like it's definitely attainable. I'm gonna speak it into existence. What do you think about Donda 2 not dropping on time? <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> How do you how do you how do you feel about like the STEM player thing? Cause I actually thought that was like cool for like bigger artists. I kind of like I want to see like a bigger artist like yo, like hey we're gonna go this indie route. Cause I kind of feel like artists kind of get cheaped off of like streamings and all this other stuff. Like the only way they can really like make money off of really like merchandise or like going on tour and stuff like that. So like what yeah. do you thought? What do you, what was your thoughts about that? It's innovative for sure. You know I think. Um he didn't want to do it through the dsps for whatever reason so gotta get creative and he has a, a fan base and audience enough of people who will buy it and who will use it so i thought it's creative you know i don't expect anything less from kanye honestly like at this point nothing he does really surprises me anymore <laughs> um but it's cool what do you think like the music uh, future of music going to be like do you think more artists will go like the indie route or they're gonna still want to get signed to a record label or anything uh that's an interesting perspective and i've been seeing this conversation on twitter in the last few days and people were basically like you know like you see how kanye he didn't um attack the labels early on like he you know paid them a lot of respect and just always believed in himself and people were like no he definitely like tried to sue rock nation eventually and um came out basically saying fuck the labels so there's a lot of you know controversy behind it but it's an interesting question because i think there's a lot that goes into the choice of do you want to be signed to a label or do you want to stay independent being independent is a lot of work and i think it's important for people to understand that versus when you are signed to a label you have a team of people who you know if you're lucky you have a good team of people who are invested in your career and can help you you know a machine behind the music in exchange for money percentages like it that's how it works um but you know it's possible like to be independent you just have to be smart and you just have to have a smart team around you and if you do things the right way it's definitely doable but it's hard uh, another thing you do, you also um, host uh, the Rolling Loud. Like, how did that even come about? That's, I was like, oh, that's really dope. I'm, I'm happy to see you could do that. That was dope. Thank you. Yeah, that was wild. Um, they actually like emailed me randomly, the production team. And it was oh. like from a, a Gmail account. And so I thought it was fake because the subject was like, hey, do you want to host Rolling Loud? And I'm like, I just ignored it because I'm like... <laughs> who is this random gmail account trying to like like scam me right now i never responded and then the next day um i looked into it and i just messaged them back and i'm like like what if it's real i messaged them back (laughs) and i'm like hey um yeah sure uh can we hop on a call maybe to discuss some details and they're like yeah like for sure give us a call at this number so it was so sketch like no official meeting no nothing but i called the number 
and they were like, hey, yeah, so we uh, found your um, interviews on YouTube and we basically want you to host Rolling Loud um, in New York next month. And I'm like, wait, really? Like, that's really dope. And he's like, yeah, like we're the production team behind it. Um, I know I emailed you from a Gmail account, so it probably looked, you know, super scammy, but that wasn't the case. Like we, we want you to do it. So we'll be getting on a call the next couple of weeks to discuss, you know, um, hotel and ticket and all of that. And um, yeah, I was like, okay. <laughs> like I still was, yeah, I still was kind of like in disbelief, but I remember I screenshotted like the email and I sent it to my best friend and I was like, is this real right now? Like I was, I was freaking out. Like, so are you just doing it for like now on? Like that's going to be like, or is it like sometimes or? I mean, yeah. So I did New York and I did LA and um, there's nothing like official set in stone for the next ones, but um, I'm hoping, you know, that something comes about from that. Like, I feel like because we, me and the other co-hosts have such great chemistry, you know, we did the last few together and it turned out really well. You know, the team was really happy with the content that came out of it. And I just feel like, you know, it's only bigger and better from here. So yeah, fingers crossed. Is there like another like festival you would like to like host if you could? Shit, all of them. all of them this is my lane you know this is my like area of expertise like this is what I love to do so um smoking grooves Coachella like I would love to do more festivals south by southwest do panels anything music related like I'm there I want to do interviews I want to do content I just want to have fun and really like put out you know add value to whatever team may need that you know as a content producer that's dope. That's dope. Oh, uh, you uh, are you doing Roots and um, Picnic Festival? I saw the lineup for that. I was like, oh, this looks dope as hell. Yeah, no, um, I don't know. So the thing with all these festivals is that they're all super last minute when it comes to media. Oh, uh, you know, like literally sometimes I don't find out about things the week before. And I think it was the same situation with Rolling Loud. Like I didn't get confirmed for everything until literally like two weeks Literally, I honestly, like, I just did Lost in Rhythm. They, I think they approved us like three days before the festival. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I said, what are you? But every festival is least like I think the like best festival I got was um, uh, what's it called? Broccoli, the Broccoli Broccoli Festival. Festival? Yeah, yeah. yeah, They approved us like a month out. I was like, yo, you guys are like the best festival. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, that's like unheard of, honestly, these days. Yeah, like Coachella, everything would be like maybe two weeks out. Everything else is like a week out or like a couple days out. Yeah, no, for sure. And then, then, like, I remember doing Lost in Rhythm Festival. It was like, okay, I I don't, I don't think we're ever, I don't think we're gonna do this. And then they're like, okay, yeah, you guys are approved. I said, y'all fucking serious. (laughs) 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 And then then you don't want to like book hotels there because like, okay, I don't want to make sure, I want to make sure I'm going. Then then you go book the hotel. They like three times as much as the thing and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) That's one thing. Festivals need to get their media together sooner. I feel you on that. It's like, yo, how do you feel like media gets treated? I feel like we get treated like shit sometimes. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. like in a whole, even like with films and everything. I was like, yo, we get treated like shit. That could be the case a lot of times. So I did notice a, a difference. Like when I was on camera talent, as opposed to being a reporter. And when you're talent, you 
get treated a little better in terms of like being escorted inside of an of event, you know, making sure you have everything you need to get started. And the difference is having like a team, a production team that is readily available for you to use. And so that was, you know, one thing I really loved about working with Rolling Loud is because, you know, I really got to focus on the content and be talent, not necessarily like media who um, I had to come up, you know, with my own equipment and the story and, you know, hunt down the interviews myself. It was pretty much like, okay, we have a content plan that we know what we want. And it was a lot more organized that way. So, you know, I've been on both ends of the stick now where I have like been in the press pit and having to like do a lot to try and get interviews. And that's the part, it's not fun. But I think um, when you have like a, a content calendar, like a team who already kind of knows the content they want and your job is to literally like do research and do the, conduct an interview, that's the part I like doing. <laughs> I have a, like, um, like, I have like a pitching question. Like, how do you like pitch, like for somebody that wants to like do interviews with all these different people, like how do you like pitch to get them on? Like, hey, to come do an interview, like, how do you pitch them to come do an interview? I think what I'm learning, it's still something I'm learning, but um, you have to really like have something to offer them because this day and age, anyone can go on social media and like say anything. So what's the value of coming to your platform? What's the reach? What's the audience that you have? Um, why should they do it with you versus some other person on the internet, you know? And I think that comes from like establishing your brand as what kind of content do you regularly put out, you know, because people see that publicists see that label see it. So if you're able to like associate your brand with dope interviews where every single time you're putting out content it's always dope you know it's going to get some hits some views clicks and that's kind of you know the reason that um I started doing I got I got very picky with my interviews because now I want all the interviews that I do to be like hard hitting like to make sense to go viral essentially because that's what makes sense for my brand you know I'm trying to like be at a place where um people want to break their news with me you know they want to talk to me specifically about like what they have going on so I'm still in the process of like trying to build that and I think it just starts with being like selective about the content that you do and the interviews that you do so but number one is just to create the content in the first place that's dope uh, I know you are you having you have a show right are you do are you doing a show are you like I don't know yeah yeah <laughs> That's a good question, though, for me, too, just because <laughs> I did have a show. Uh, Remix Mag was a podcast at one point and I was recording interviews, but um, I never released any of them because I'm kind of a perfectionist when it comes to my own content, unfortunately, and I didn't like how they looked. So I'm going to redo everything, not like the same content, but I just wanted to come up with like a different style of how I want to shoot the content like I just kind of after shooting maybe three or four episodes I was just like not happy with how it was looking so I'm like I just want to redo everything and that's part of it it's trial and error as far as like okay I don't like how this looks but I tried it so I'm gonna do something different no and I, I feel you on that I should be the same way uh still kind of am still kind of not I don't <laughs> yeah at, at the end of the day though like it's kind of it's self-sabotage to not put out content that you create because at the end of the day like 
post your content and go, <laughs> you know, post your content and go. Cause nobody's thinking twice as hard about it as you are. Um, and you really have to just do it. Like that's going to hold you back forever if you don't. So yeah. No, I, used, my own advice. I used to be the same way that I was like, people just didn't even care. They just like, yo, we just happy to see you. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it really be like that. I really like fans. Like I remember I, I think I, like start doing a podcast for almost a year and people were like yo we don't care how you shoot it da, 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 da. we just want to see you da, 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 da. and now it's like okay cool people are like really yeah cool. yeah i think that's <laughs> the thing that's the thing that like, we can get a lot in our heads about does it look good is it gonna be good are people gonna like it there's a lot of pressure as content creators but i think you just gotta put it out <laughs> no yeah they definitely just yeah people just definitely just like, want to see you and see who you're talking to and da, da, da. yeah i did post a reel the other day where i'm like okay like gotta give people something what's the importance of a reel can i get to make one so somebody had asked me for a reel actually a couple days ago and it occurred to me that i only had one from college and it was like um it was like my reporting reel but it was a lot of like local hard news stuff not really entertainment but the importance of it, and this is like from what my professors kind of explained to me, um, corporate you know, organizations too will ask for it, but it kind of is meant to highlight like some of your best moments. So even though people can go on YouTube and search your name, they're realistically not going to watch every single interview that you've done, even the ones with like the most views. And um, it's a real is kind of like your opportunity to highlight your own moments so that you're like presenting your best foot forward and people don't even need to kind of watch an interview to see what kind of questions you ask, how you interact with people, um, what kinds of people have you been with and what kinds of opportunities have you had. So a reel showcases that in, you know, like a little five minute highlight so that if people, if people come across my page and this is the only thing that they see, they'll see Oh, she did Rolling Loud. Oh, she interviewed Polo G. Oh, she did DDG. Oh, they talked about this. Oh, she's funny. Like she has high energy. So those are things that, you know, I want people to get from watching my interviews. So I try to highlight like, you know, some of those moments. That's good. I have yet, I need to make one. You got to make one. You got to make one. I don't even know what to add to it. Just like literally your best moments. Some of your best interviews. I would have to go. I'm not even trying to go down that like hole. I mean, I I paid somebody. You can pay somebody to do it. Pay. An I know, editor. but I just feel bad for them. Like, yo, they got to go. Like, when did I start? Like, 2018. Like, no, that's gonna be deep. And I did panels, and yeah, that's make it recent. It. Make it a recent reel of like from the last year. Doesn't have to be everything you've ever done. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, I only been doing this podcast. <laughs> people no like i give everybody else like stuff on where's the buzz you know, it's just like something i really want to do like i did the batman interview so i was like yeah i'm definitely doing that but everybody yeah. else i was just like how are you guys go i got my own podcast i'll do the interviews on the podcast yeah nice. no you definitely gotta do bring back a podcast i think podcasting is hella fun i'm not gonna lie so stressful i know like it really is like uh, for me kind of like doing like guests every week as a dad like you gotta manage your own business and do all this other stuff and then you're like damn i gotta do this to a podcast <laughs> and it's so stressful but i i love it because you know that's it, it is a part of me and who i am and what i do so i want to bring it back but i'm just too much of a perfectionist and i hate it and even even just audio people just go listen to it 
Like I just started doing the visuals on Spotify, but like even audio of people just like love, like people really like, yo, I love your podcast. It's like, it's cool. Like you're like, okay, yeah. you have it. Cause I remember like, ah, oh, should I even come back with it? And then you get like all these messages like, yo, you gotta bring back the podcast. And then people, yeah. like, I feel like there's like a different like connection, like between like podcasting and just doing like interviews on like say like a red carpet or like sit down interviews or something else like people yeah really, like they feel like it, i don't know if it's like an experience or something oh it is no, experience, yeah, you're but, right. like, yeah yeah but people, it is like, it just it stresses me out like having to go through the content like i literally will do an interview and i won't watch it again because i'm like all right it's done it's over i said that's what me I said. That's me. I kind of, I kind of do that. I do that all the time. I don't ever watch my interviews. I don't. I don't watch all my old interviews. It's weird for me. I, That's I, why I have a highlight reel because I'm like best moments. <laughs> That's it. And I kind of feel like during the interview, like if you know you made a mistake someplace, you like okay, you kind of like mark it in your head, like right, exactly. You know, and you I'm don't, you don't want to watch. <laughs> and you're gonna make yeah. mistakes. You know, you're gonna always make mistakes. So no, but there's this one. I think I did a podcast. Some person like went off on me. They're like da 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 da. I was like, okay, they like listed like 10 things they didn't like about it. So I was like, okay, let me go rewatch the episode. Like, okay, they kind of right. So I can <laughs> So I always, I always read the criticism too. Like, hey, you got to do this. Da, 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 da. So I'll let me go check this out. Yeah. Have you ever got like one of those criticisms? They're like, yeah, why you go off, go in? I'll be right back. Um, no. You haven't got one? Of oh, you're lucky, man. Oh, you're doing your job right there. I'm like, what? I'm so- I mean, I definitely had like some hater shit in my messages, but nothing. no, like, every, everybody gets hater shit. But I'm talking about you, like, damn, like they kind of like, like, because the way they started off, it was like on some hater shit, but then they started listening down some shit. Like, okay, they really took their time out their day to like write like 10 paragraphs for me. I'm like, okay, let me go check it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro, people are trying to tell you about yourself. It's like, what? Who are you? Now, I hate when people would be trying to tell you, like, what to do and stuff. Like, why don't you go start your own shit? <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm all for constructive criticism and feedback. It's just, like, don't be rude, you know? Like, don't be rude, especially when you're so public about your craft. Like, criticism is honestly, it sucks. But, like, I, I wish people were more sensitive to that. Like, just learn how to be nice. <laughs> no, people do not care. No, it's cool, though. It's cool. It's whatever. We all li- live... You learn. You gotta have yeah. tough skin. So what? Uh, what do you see yourself like in ten years? Like, what's something you really want to do? Do you want to have like your own show, like Oprah did, or do you want to see like kind of? I kind of uh, for me, you kind of remind me like a Angie Martinez, like right now. People like, say can, that. Yeah, like, you kind of remind me like because I feel like you like I feel like once these like younger artists start popping and stuff, because your interview like the younger generation like you're kind of be like their like go to person for interviews like in five to ten years I would hope so that would be like the goal you know if people can come to me and the platform and be like yeah like and I would love to be like yeah remember this interview we did five years ago you know but um the goal is definitely like continue to have my own shit and um yeah I don't know I think that's the one thing too about entertainment is like there's no like straight path, you know, you literally have to figure it out as you go. Had you asked me last year, did I know I was going to do Rolling Loud? No, I would have never honestly imagined that. So I'm excited, you know, for what the future holds is really unpredictable, but I just know, you know, one thing that's for sure is hard work, like pays off and consistency pays off. So I'm going to just keep doing that and 
whatever opportunities come my way, come my way. Would you like, if somebody like offered you to do like a radio show, like would you do one of those? Kind of like people like do like, they'll go do like a radio show or like, I know you're hosting events and everything, like, and then they'll go back to doing like their own stuff, like on their spare time. Would you be interested in doing like one of those things? I'm not opposed. I'm not opposed to it at all. I think it just has to make sense for me. It has to be the right situation as far as like, what kind of content am I going to be talking about? Are y'all paying me? Like it, those things, you know, matter. Okay. Okay. Dope, dope. Well, I appreciate you talking to me. Yes, um, yes no problem uh but no keep doing your thing i see you killing it so yeah thank you thank you